0: You're listening to
1: Fox Sports Radio.
2: Yeah. Haters. Are we talking about Lee's knee? (laughs) Do it now. Come on. It is uh, Two
3: Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app and on any of our hundreds of affiliates all across the country, no matter where you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate it. We will take you all the way up till the end of this hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do so live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So before we get back into the NFL discussion here to start off uh, hour three of the program, as it is just smoke and mirrors time at the Combine in Indianapolis, uh, but there are you know, some, some realities to what's going to happen for a couple of teams out there. We do need to address a couple of issues that are currently taking place on the show. All right. oh, no. Number one. Oh, no. Lee Lap has leprosy on his kneecap. <laughs> right. Oh! Right. Oh, so. No. Oh, oh. There is that. He looks like he's got a skin eating bacteria that is, off. that is crawling down. Oh, no. And uh, like it looks like a civil
2: war wound. No, man so, yeah. "My knee looks perfectly fine." I said, <laughs> so, "Dang! Well, let me see the other one." <laughs> that knee is not perfectly fine. <laughs> I mean, if he did have uh,
3: if he did have one on the other side, there'd be a whole other
2: discussion to <laughs> have. He
3: got left <laughs> <up the> for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Lee. It has been three weeks. You know, I. It's I, good. There's no reason why that thing should be so red. It's
2: not good, man. It, it, it's, man. No, it's not good. It no longer hurts. I'm but, not even a white dude and i know that that your knee shouldn't be that red bruh. i, I mean i'm from a different racial background than you and know that that s is off the
4: that whole, is not correct the whole thing came off at once that's a good sign <laughs> um i don't know dog. so Hey, I mean, this—that's the price you pay when you That's—that's that's the uh,
3: the price you pay when you lay out
2: for uh, for a catch at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you get hit the chest by one of them missiles
4: that that you uh, launch. Brady led me into the safety, man. What, what am I supposed to
0: do? Oh, you're throwing me under the bus. Last,
4: last time I checked, you stumbled on your own foot there, pal. That's true. It was
2: pretty uh, bad. On his twinkle toes. You got to see. he got that twinkle he toes right. So
3: and then he was no.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, and then we also hey, have, have got a
2: carpet flew. We,
3: <laughs> we also <laughs>
2: that's a t-shirt carpet flu knee
3: <laughs> uh, we also have uh an update on the poll question uh lee what was the uh the exact wording on the poll question via fox sports radio's twitter account
4: well the exact wording goes as do you scroll on your phone in the restroom yes no or yes but i wash the phone after Right now we are at an even 100 votes, and it is 82 percent yes. I take my phone and scroll in the restroom. 13 percent say no, and five percent say yes, but they wash their phone.
2: That five yeah. percent is about lying. Right. They're lying. Saying they're,
4: saying lying. Right. They're,
2: they're just just say yes. You're lying. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think a lot of people are washing their phone after they take it into the bathroom. Even if in your mind you're like, but I wash my hands. Because in my mind, I'm like, you know, I take my phone in, but I wash my hands. That's the truth. But I never, I I can't say I never think to wash it. I just don't feel like I do anything that would require me to wash my phone. I don't know. It's weird because I did something that made me require washing my hands. The phone. But I just didn't include my phone in that. The phone's immune to that. I just didn't include my phone. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm going to start washing it now. I'm going to get like hand wipes, sanitary wipes for my phone. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It might be why kids are getting sicker these days. You know, you take your phone in the restroom. You thought you handled your business, did everything you were supposed to do. And the one thing that you forgot that's going to collect germs is your phone. Now wash your phone off. Yeah. Yeah, There you go.
3: Well, listen, uh, if you are out there and you do have your phone, you're listening to this show in the bathroom. I mean, you know, no judgment here on this show. We're just trying to get to the bottom as to how many people actually do this. But if Um, you do
2: have an inflamed knee and the rest of the the, the wound is healed up, but, <laughs> your, but your knee is still red and inflamed. You should probably go seek medical attention. Yeah,
3: like, because what is the normal timeline
2: for something like that to heal? About a week, right? Week and at and the most. No, at the most a week. Yeah. Before you, st- like, I mean, before it's like, you'll still see
4: remnants of it. You guys are tripping. It didn't start scabbing over f- for about a week. Yeah, bro. Still
2: you You, you hit it slow, bro.
4: <laughs> it was like raw for a week.
2: Yeah, that's not good, man. Because the last time I saw it, I was really, really concerned for you, man. Then now I see it now, and it's like it's healing on the surface, but I don't understand why I saw it inflamed underneath. Like if you were to look up normal scabbing time,
3: like it, to me. You'll, if you,
2: scab, you'll start to scab in like a day and a half. That's what I
3: was going to say. Like, it, like it, it'll dry up, and then. You know, then the healing process will begin and then it'll start
2: itching and then it'll fall off and then you're good to go. That bad boy just don't look right, man. <laughs>
3: he never
0: wore a band-aid.
2: He never wore a band aid. He just
0: told me right now, that's it. It's infected underneath.
2: Your
4: knees infected. Rub some dirt in it. It's all good. You never Lee, wore band aid. What are these girl. photos you're sending us? I, I well I was sending I was showing this to LeVar <laughs> and Jonas during the break to give some reference. <laughs> that's so this was funny. For, this is for my twenty first birthday when I uh I went timber into a wall.
0: It's so funny, man. You went timber into a wall? That I feel like that deserves more of an explanation.
4: Well, <clears throat> from what I'm told, nobody hey. was actually there to witness this. As I uh, I needed some fresh air. It is my 21st birthday. Didn't quite know how to uh, handle my liquor at the time.
2: They put makeup on it. Yeah, you've gotten
4: much better now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: makeup on it.
4: And, yeah, you can tell that uh, Yeah, I, I went face first into a uh, stucco wall. And uh, oh. tore up my nose and my lip pretty bad there. You can you tell I can't even smile. And uh, then I put makeup on it. So you can see the stages of that scab. That's why I was given a reference. Point.
2: Yeah, but it's not written and inflamed under your nose or your lip. Y- yeah, it, that's definitely it. doesn't look like th- that knee. I'll tell you that. For those of you that are wondering what the picture, it looks
3: like Lee went, Bobbing for sticks of dynamite, and ended up coming up with that. <laughs> I look his like, nose is destroyed. I
4: look like a clown. I have a full blown red nose. Yeah, like, off the red nose ring. Complained. And that was uh, you were hammered. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> like, and how long did it take that to heal? That was that was a bad one, man. But you know, my trick was is I I had an aloe plant, and I would just do aloe, like just coat it with aloe. And that, again... The, that seemed to really help. It, yeah. well, it, just, so it, it all wasn't came, poison oak? It all came straight <laughs> off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, hey, just, just go to the store and get, get aloe vera lotion or get aloe nah, vera at the I, store. Nah,
4: I use the real stuff, man. Right. I use the real stuff. <laughs> He's the most interesting man in the world. All
2: I know is you you need to go get some antibiotics injected into <laughs> that kneecap. Because that thing is inflamed underneath. Like, just... Jeez, I'm concerned for you, dog. Damn. All um, right. Well, so listen. Go get some antibiotic pills and just tape it onto your knee, man. L-
4: Lorena likes my makeup job on it now on, uh, yes. on the face. Again,
2: Lorena's changing subjects because she's <laughs> uncomfortable too. Right. Yeah. It m- looks only minorly crusty. <laughs> but what does the knee look like, Lorena?
0: It, I, I, it does look, look puffy. Look. It See, looks really soft. Yeah. I
4: don't know.
2: When I saw him come in, you said it exactly right. When he showed me the first time, I was like, Lee, why do you not have a Band-Aid on? Like, those are jeans. Your jeans are (laughs) rubbing. You have a raw, rubbed, like, open wound on your your kneecap, bro. Like, why are you wearing jeans (laughs) with no type of anything covering your knee? I don't get it. You don't remember when I said that to him? I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" And I was like, "Ready to vomit too." Oh, like it was really gross-looking knee. Yeah, it was gross.
3: Are you saying that he would fail his medicals at the combine
2: if he was there, bro? Would they be pulling on that knee and they'd be like, "This guy right here, get him out of here. They're gonna have to chop that off." Like, get him out of here.
3: Like, oh they'd be like,
2: they tell the other doctors, like, "Yeah, you guys don't even need to check this one out. Like, he's just he's out of here." <laughs> he's out of here um, well somebody who's not going to be out of there
3: apparently is Devontae Adams uh, and also Justin Jefferson uh, those are two guys that aren't going anywhere uh, there's been for some reason there's been some speculation and some rumblings that could the Vikings actually consider trading Justin Jefferson uh, their general manager spoke yesterday about just sort of where they stand on Justin Jefferson and the plan for their star wide receiver
4: is there a world where you would ever consider making him available for kind of trade? That is not something that's once crossed my mind. Um, you got a blue player, a blue person. Uh, you try and keep those, as many of those as you can. Do people think that
3: there's just because Tyreek Hill got traded and the Chiefs kept winning Super Bowls that you could just go ahead and deal wide receivers and don't worry about it, you'll find another one like that? Like The idea that like Tom Telesco even needs to answer whether or not Devonte adams is going to be a raider long term when he's had even the success Devonte adams has had with all the quarterback carousel in vegas like these guys aren't going anywhere like why Why is this would this even be a topic of conversation that that either justin jefferson or Devonte adams would even be in consideration to be dealt
0: i i think there's a thought that in the event for um the raiders in particular right You know, AP takes over as their head coach, but maybe there's a thought that, hey, they're rebuilding. They need a quarterback. You know, they want to accumulate more draft picks. They they want to try to start to rebuild with the younger group. And if you can get something for Devonta Adams, which clearly you can, he's he's still been highly productive since he's gotten to the Raiders. Why not get something for him now as opposed to waiting until he gets more towards the end of his career where you won't get as much? So. I can understand some of the thought behind it. You know, I think everyone's trying to connect the dots with Aaron Rodgers wanting to reunite with Devontae Adams in New York, and maybe there's maybe there's some truth to that. You know, who knows? But Devontae Adams is a Raider. He's a heck of a player, and I don't think they're going to let him go unless they get something big back in return for him. Um, The Justin Jefferson stuff, I think, is a little different only because, again, you know, they they couldn't figure out a deal before the season and. Now they find themselves in the position where he's one of the best players in the league. They don't, clearly don't want to let him go. But they're in a tough spot with Cousins because he's a free agent. He can choose to go elsewhere if he wants. And so let's say he finds greener pastures. He finds a team that's willing to commit to him, give him that fully guaranteed deal that he's looking for. Because remember, Cuisi uh, Adolfo Mensah said he wasn't, they weren't going to give him a fully guaranteed deal. So if that's what Cousins is looking for and he finds a suitor to give it to him, then they're probably in the in the business of drafting a quarterback, starting over. Does Justin Jefferson want to do that? So there's a lot of different you know thoughts and and kind of around team building, roster construction this time of year. So I can understand the question. It doesn't mean that you know all these teams plan A isn't to make sure they retain those guys and keep them on the roster.
3: I had no idea how good, and I mean, I guess I knew it, but it just didn't set in until I was looking at it yesterday. With all the crap that's gone on with the Raiders since Devontae Adams has gotten there, his numbers are still off the charts. Like, he's been fantastic. Like, and and I, I look at it and I go, we've been having discussions about, you know, Mike Evans and, you know, is he a, a potential Hall of Famer or a future Hall of Famer? You start looking at Devontae Adams' numbers Good God, man. Like, he's nearly at 100 touchdown catches for his career. He's almost at 11,000 yards. He's approaching 900 receptions. Like, if he's got another three, four good seasons in him like he's had, even with the the quarterback situation in Vegas, I mean, th- we're looking at a Hall of Famer in Devontae Adams right now. Right, He's a baller, man. He's a baller. What what AP say about him when he had dinner with him?
2: Yeah, what do he say? I on, mean, more. he thinks very highly of Devontae but he thinks very highly about his guys. I mean, you can tell he, he has a healthy affinity for for the guys he's coaching. What for. about Hunter Renfro? Does he have a – Yeah, we didn't bring him up. His name didn't come up. Oh, that's up. racist. I plan on – yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Although AP's light-skinned light too, though. You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't know. I'm more on the – That cancels you know, it out. <laughs> yeah, it does cancel it out a little bit more. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I plan on going to a lot more games this year. I think we should do a deal where we broadcast yes. live from. I like where your head's at from yeah. Vegas on Monday morning. I like where your head's uh, yeah, post post game Mandalay and, Bay uh, right across the not, way. Why not? You know, I think that's what we should do. I'd yeah. rather
0: not go to Mandalay Bay again.
2: Was, yeah, Mandalay it's convenient. Was interesting. I spent a lot of no, time there. No, it's not. It's really not. It's spent, really not. Spent a whole lot of time there. They have a beer garden that they put up though during the season. That that's pretty phenomenal. It's like right outside of the. You know, the Mandalay Bay. You walk across, get out there, cross the highway. You're right there at the the stadium. Yep. Beer gardening it up. Yeah. Why not? As long as they got LeVar Islands, which by the way, I had about three, four of them with, with Coach Pierce. I have mm-hmm. to call him Coach Pierce now. I don't call him AP. You know, I call him Coach Pierce.
0: That's a nice sign of respect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, did you ever think you'd grow up like honestly like I, he was my teammate. I played against him in college. We we ended up being teammates uh, uh, uh only a year later in in Washington and he becomes the a head coach. Like how many people, you know, end up one of their closest friends becomes like the head coach of like a storied franchise. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Well, super proud of him. Yeah. Good for AP. Then one of my other teammates just got paid. How about that? Who's that? Yeah, Clark. You know our guy, our show, our show homie. You know, Ryan just got paid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, right. What were what were you thinking? I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking Joe Clark, the principal oh. from. Just uh, smoke uh, <laughs> crack, don't die. that's the only Clark. Not I that care one. About. Not that Clark. Yeah, Ryan Clark. Yeah, I don't. Ryan, know, Ryan I don't, yeah, I don't even, yeah, of the pivot. Not familiar. I know Joe Clark though. Yeah. So you're not familiar with Ryan Clark no, of the I don't pivot. Know nothing inside yeah. the NFL. I'm Team Brady Quinn. As far as I'm well, concerned. What? What? Why was there a comparison? I'm just saying. There's no comparison. Brady's my teammate now. You guys are my teammates now. I chose him. Yeah. I certainly will be saying this I about Brady clear. Quinn and Jonas Knox at some point for certain. Now, oh, on your way, y'all gonna leave me behind? <laughs> not on me. I'm gonna be doing this show. Me and Lorena and Lee are well. Lee might go with you guys. Me and Lorena will be here. Me and I'll Eddie. With that
0: knee. Lee's gonna was, be like leaving a lake. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> here lies a man that had a sick knee. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well,
3: He's going to pass out at the wheel. I mean, what's going on here? They that man's down. knee he's, has a fever. He's, he's going to have crawdads crawling out of his leg.
2: Oh, <laughs> golly.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't want to say it, but that's what I was thinking. Of what it kind of looked like.
2: Like stink yeah. bugs? They're going to come, like, come right on out, huh? Something, man. Um, it is two
3: pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Dang. sports radio coming up next though. Man, it is, is a Wednesday bucks. tradition. We are going yeah, maybe you had bed bugs, <laughs> <got> bed <maybe>. <laughs> bugs of <up> the knee. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are going to catch up with our guy, the old P Petrus Papadakis, and he's yours right
1: here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6am Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along
4: the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio and coming up in a little over 15 minutes from now we are going to have the return of the bq news that'll be yours here on fsr but right now it's the return of the old p petros papadakis the co-host of the the petros and money show which you can hear on the blowtorch am 570 la sports a fox college football analyst petros how you doing good morning
1: i'm fine good morning to everybody hello to you hi petros How'd you make out after the flooding and all that, man? You guys get everything cleaned up and good? Well, uh, yes, we got the remediation equipment down here, and uh, it's been dry, and uh, everything is okay. It looks like. And my printer is working again, which I've had for like twenty years. Nice. And my speakers are working again. My bougie air purifier went down, but we're gonna get that uh, replaced by the company. Okay. Good. So that that's the
2: update. Yeah. The, your lizard is okay? The lizard is She's fine. good? Oh, yes. All right, good. All right, good. Good to know. She finished shedding because she was like, what did you say, she was molting at yeah, one point? Yeah, no,
1: she's been eating uh, regularly and everything's pretty good. All Probably right. going to clean the cage today.
2: Speaking or of Or the children, terrarium. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of children um, that you care about, have you had any reaction to, to <laughs> Bronnie James? Um, not being in the latest draft reports that ESPN has public, publicated. Well, it,
1: it certainly sent a shockwave through the family. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> did he handle it the right way? Which one? The kid? The the dad?
1: Yeah. Well, he deleted the tweet. So if you delete the tweet, you know, no one talks about it anymore. And respectively, respectfully, we're all just supposed to just you know act like it didn't, it happen. didn't happen. okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I thought, I mean, I would never reference anything Shannon Sharp said because I don't watch a lot of those shows. But I thought the LeVar Ball thing was kind of interesting <laughs> with uh, Shannon Sharp making the comparison. Obviously, LeVar Ball played like, you know, one year at Washington State as opposed to being one of the great basketball players of all time like LeBron. But I do remember being in the sports media and lavar ball made news every day right screaming about his son fighting with colin cowherd's co-host lady whatever happened to her <laughs> yeah
2: christine She's like, like, oh, oh Joy, Joy very likable right? just a lovely person <laughs> stay in your lane <laughs>
1: just beloved oh no you're
2: right yeah yeah <laughs> no
1: universally beloved in sports media that 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 person but i remember that lavar was fighting with her lavar
2: ball yes and uh <laughs> you got to say the whole name.
1: Yeah, it wasn't you. And, how, uh, how
2: often is that, that you got to say the guy's whole name? Well, you know,
1: it would be him, him or the guy from The Reading Rainbow.
2: All right, there you go. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take that comparison.
1: He's a huge USC uh, advocate guy. In fact, yeah. uh, LeVar Burton mm-hmm. yep. from The Reading Rainbow well and Star guy. Trek and Roots and all that.
2: Butterflies in the sky. Yeah,
1: I, I have the drop on my machine. Yeah. It's a little early for me to sing that one. But uh
2: I can't do anything. Yeah. Take a look. It's, it's in a, a book. book. It's reading rainbow.
1: The reading rainbow. I knew it was covered. I, I
2: knew it was covered. Yeah. Uh, I can, can be, be
1: anything. 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 That's
2: right. That's right.
1: Friends to know and places what? to go. <laughs> it's reading rainbow.
2: rainbow. Yeah. Reading rainbow. Reading
1: rainbow.
3: Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. rainbow.
2: Yeah. You
0: guys have nice voices, yeah, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, it's five in the morning out here. Yeah, yeah can you
0: imagine a duet
1: between you two? That'd be oh, fantastic. love oh, like yeah. Kenny Rogers and Dolly. Oh. Yeah, well, which just one like would I be?
2: Just like <laughs> it. one would I be? But about
1: how about Willie and Kenny? It is kind of funny where LeBron James, this great <laughs> basketball LeBron player, this like, this iconic athlete, and all this stuff has been stripped to the status of Levar Ball <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> talking about his son. I mean, I'm sure the shoes will work better, but either. Do you think the shoes, the big baller brand shoes destroyed Lonzo Ball's legs and that's why he can't play? Some people said oh, that. Wow. It's, uh, it is a conspiracy theory that's out it. there. Yeah. yeah I, I hope it. not.
0: What about that, the other two? That would it's suck. Just the-
2: <laughs> Yikes. The other two seem fine. Well, well the middle they? child, yeah, is, the middle child, he's got middle child syndrome. The middle child, which I am as well, he has. He
1: right now, right? He had an unbelievable statement when uh, when his baby mama came up pregnant, mm. and they asked him if uh, Lamelo and uh, and Lonzo were happy, and he said they're excited, they can't wait to be uncles to my seed. Damn, like that is. <laughs> that is some sweet self-importance there. That's a little declarative from jello ball. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, the LeBron thing seems a little bit like that, but I-, I thought Shannon Sharp was was pretty accurate because even the and there are people that just they can't help but wash LeBron's balls and all that. Dang. You know, they're the same they're the same ones that tweet out pictures of 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 Brawny when he only scores two points and USC loses by nine. And the picture on the story makes it seem like Bronny James leads the team. And that kind of stuff is not good for a team. Right. And it was kind of interesting watching that play out. But you still have people like even the most fervent ball washers are like, yeah, this is hypocrisy. (laughs) I mean, they, they had a hard time with it, too, because. I mean, we all have blind spots when it comes to our kids, but goddamn, LeBron, it's 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 pretty wild uh, watching this take place. And then there's the people that turn around and shame you like, well, you know, he had a heart problem. It's like, well, I'm not the one that put him out. Like, what do you want from me? I'm not the one that said he was going to get drafted. I'm not the one that put him in the McDonald's All-American game when he wasn't even all league. Yikes. He wasn't even first team all league. You know, I mean, the, the, the people that criticize him are not the ones that put him out there on on front street to be criticized. Right. So it's an unfortunate situation. And he's not the same. He's not the dad. You know, he's, he doesn't look like the dad. He doesn't play like the dad. It's not the same. And uh, I'm sure he'd be a fine college basketball player. People would just let him develop, which is what LeBron is calling for now. So I guess we'll right. do it. Which love is crazy. The, oh, you know, he's coming back from a heart problem. It's like, okay, yeah, thanks. Thank you. I remember that. Yes. You know, can't we just all work on the baseline where it's like, I don't want the kid's heart to explode. We want him to play. Like, we want him to be okay. Like, Jesus, I hate everybody.
0: Well, I was just going to say, that's kind of like with everything nowadays, it's like, don't we all want like everyone to treat each other and well and respected, and we want the best friend like I don't think there's anyone who's really out there with that right. much we'd like intent. to operate
1: on that assumption, but you know. yeah, you'd like to um, when you get when you get uh, retreated from your position in the army and you have to you have to run back to the works behind you and and you know you just keep on giving ground, so who knows what the next retreat will lead us to? That's a great point he's gonna be uh, in the front office. Okay.
0: (laughs) I want to switch gears and ask you about just your thoughts of the Cam Newton altercation and just what do you take away from kind of like how he puts himself out there in these situations
1: well look uh, there's two ways to look at it one you could say wow he's really giving back and doing great stuff in the community and he's around people you know and he doesn't have to be it's an iconic athlete and he's around people and he's working with young people and that's That's hard to argue with, right? But then just watching what happened and you realize what really happened is they're screaming and yelling because they're betting on this, right? They're betting thousands of dollars on the kids on one-on-ones in seven-on-seven. And And to me, and I I don't know how you fall into this, Brady, but I think because you played linebacker in high school (laughs) and wore a neck roll, You're probably a little bit more with LeVar and I on this, but, I mean, to me, watching a bunch of guys fight over a 7-on-7 tournament in February is like zenith peak 7-on-7. Like, that is what 7-on-7 is. It's a bunch of talking and unrealistic football moves that could never happen in a real football game. You don't get four seconds off the ball to make seven moves on a corner... Right, and then everybody goes, "Oh God, Oh, you see that?" Oh. <laughs> and it's like you know, it, 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 it's like become like this and one mixtape football culture, and that's fine, I guess, but it's not real football. Can we get more of that,
2: please? <laughs> it's one not- more
1: celebration. <laughs>
2: It's not real football, guys. <laughs> All right. You know they jump in foam pits.
1: Like it's not it's not even close to real. And that's the thing. When I got I, look, I played high school football with uh, a lot of white guys and we were good, you know, but we were a running team when we ran the veer. And we played a lot of teams that were from the inner city, you know, Inglewood, Stuff like that. And Santa Monica High and and different teams with all kinds of a different uh, makeup than we had. And it was always very interesting to me because all the receiver stuff was just kind of foreign to us. You know, like the whole one-on-one culture. And when I got to college, I I saw the whole screaming and yelling between the corners and the DBs and the one-on-ones and all the stuff that they do. And obviously, it's part of football. But I also recognized that they were able to do that, talk to each other like that, disrespect each other like that, taunt each other like that, and basically generally act like idiots, is because they weren't paying their dues physically in the box. Mm. Right? Those of us that get, look, LeVar might blitz a B-gap, and the guard gets a piece of him, and I get a real good piece of him, and and we ended up... You know, I ended up getting a, a good, uh, the better of him, right? That never happened. But let's say that happened. I'm not going to say, oh, I got you, Lavar, you bitch. You're on the ground. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. <laughs> you know with, with my mouthpiece in, which will sound like, oh, I just yeah. got Lavar," <laughs> Right. Because what's going to happen on second down, right? Truth. I'm going to get God. Coming back. And we all know that. We all know that our number is up. In the box, and we don't talk to each other like that. We can't because we police ourselves in there. And obviously, football has changed from when I played and, and we played and all that. But I just I want all these guys to run a deep over and just have Lawyer Malor w- waiting there for him. You know, <laughs> I wish just they to, brought it just back just to man. remove their nutsack. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I, I, I wish they brought that back. To you football. know that that's that's uh, to me. Uh, you know, the whole seven-on-seven seven talking and this and that and betting on it and, you know, just the football culture that it's created is not real football. Now, it's complicated because, yeah, there is a seven-on-seven seven drill and it helps DBs and it helps and it's part of football. It's part of the way we prepare for a game. But this whole culture of off season competing in seven-on-seven, seven, well, I think it's a, a lot of it is counterproductive. I'm sure it helps quarterbacks and receivers and all that. But, I mean, when you get the linemen out there, the timing really changes. And it's really just not even the same game. But we can't play football year-round. We don't have pads year-round. It's a healthy thing that we don't. So, I I just wish it wasn't so important to people, I guess. But there's money to be made and people are betting on it and stuff like that amazing to me that cam newton's hat didn't fly off but of course you have the dreadlocks you know going through, oh, through it. Yeah. right well,
2: he might have had them pent on there too though
1: yeah he might have had them yeah yeah, yeah. like a, like he was on stage yeah. right <laughs> yeah like he was in the nutcracker that's right um, um but that's a big dude i mean i wouldn't ju- i mean my god
2: it's a big dude those
1: guys found out uh,
3: get him on Twitter at the old P or on I'm X. Just going to shoot me him. now. Uh, well, now listen, we're, uh, we're <laughs> up against it. You well, know? we just beat you in a one-on-one Petros. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: get out of here, bitch! You bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> it's like, dude, you just made seven moves at the line of scrimmage. Like, oh, your quarterback you, is dead. Yeah. You know what's
0: what's worse to me is the coaches behind the seven. Not oh, you, Levar. Not got you. Got him. The coaches behind the seven on seven is the way they react, and then they they act like they win the Super Bowl. It's like yeah. it's it's not real football. No, it's not real football. It's seven on seven choreographed Relax.
1: thing, and they yeah. all just do that. Yeah, <laughs> I wish Ronnie Lott would come back and just decapitate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> bring um, back, hey, bring, Where is uh? Where is uh? Gosh, I'm. Where, what's my what's the guy's name? I'm so I'm Steve so tired. Atwater. No, Atwater would have killed him, yeah. But yeah. who's the guy that was kicked out of the NFL because he was too violent? The guy from Arizona. I love that guy.
2: God, God right Arizona.
1: You guys don't oh, remember yeah, that? Oh, yeah, Matt, perfect. Chuck, yes, Chuck oh, Cecil. Chuck oh, Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Chuck Cecil. Yeah. He was coaching I, uh, I at Arizona. I see Arizona. Chuck Cecil. Oh, yeah, well, it it I've talked guy. to him a bunch of times just when he was – th- It's just early. Yeah, talking to him, it's like, wow, I wonder why this guy's a – <sighs> He's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best, though, man. Yeah, I love you it. cool. um,
3: Petros, we You're appreciate it. Your clock. <laughs> and uh, we will do it again next week. Uh, he is the old P Petros Papadakis. Oh, uh, always... <laughs> always a fun ride with Petros here. <laughs> On uh, Two Pros and a He's Cup of Joe. Best. And again, you can get them on Twitter, X, at the old P. It is uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. And coming up next here, we're going to close up shop with another edition of the BQ News right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
2: Sadie Murphy? Yeah.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> what is it? Apparently, it's a music working, video. Working,
2: <laughs> working Overtime, wow. I, I believe it's called.
3: Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Errington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here, if you missed any of this show you can check out the podcast that'll be posted shortly after we go off the air, all you do is search two pros wherever you get your podcast, be sure to also follow, rate, and review the pod, again just search two pros wherever you get your podcast you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air, and we are going to be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern Time 3 o'clock Pacific, hopefully we'll be catching up with a banged up Albert Breer, live from from indianapolis at the combine uh, but we'll find out the answer to that coming up tomorrow right now though it's time for this no, 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 no.
4: News. Turn on the news let's go to the
3: news desk
1: what's the good news here's brady quinn yeah
3: oh
0: i have to bring this story back up because it's one of the all-time favorites of uh, one of our co-hosts here to one jonas Knox. so one of the baseball's most infamous urban legends well, it's, uh, it's getting some, I don't know, maybe some legs, some credibility with one star in Hollywood. That's uh, Will Ferrell. He told the my mama told me podcast. It's actually an iHeartMedia uh, podcast or from an iHeartMedia. And uh, it's part of the Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Um, he talked about the infamous story or theory about the electrical issues at Camden Yards back uh-huh. in 1997 to preserve Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive game streak. It kind of checks out. So uh, he obviously goes through the, the the story, which Jonas, you are best to lay this out. So I'll let you actually take the uh, the theory. But Will Ferrell tends to be on your corner here, buddy.
3: Yeah, there was a one of these old discussions that there were times during Cal Ripken's consecutive game streak to where somehow some way a game got postponed or canceled when maybe he wasn't feeling well or couldn't play because they want to preserve the streak. So one of these stories was that they claimed an electrical issue at the ballpark when the real story was that Cal Ripken forgot something and when he drove back home, he found his wife in the middle of whatever was happening a, a discussion yeah with uh, Kevin Costner who was staying with them or nearby them because he was actually working on the movie for Love of the Game and he was filming it. So he was just trying to pick up, you know, some tips and things like that of life for an everyday ball player. And that was one of the rumors that was out there. Uh, so much so that I guess Kevin Costner actually heard it, called into a Fox Sports radio show to deny it. And they've been pretty consistent about denying it all these years later. But apparently, if what you're saying is true, maybe there is some uh, some fire there yeah, I, with that smoke. So. Yeah. Yikes. You know, hey, listen, warms my heart. You know, let's dust Why it out does it warm your heart? It's just, you know, there's something about it. It's one of those old stories where you hear it and you go, oh, well, maybe it just stays alive. You, know? you never know.
0: But uh, here's here's another story. I'm just going to read this story, all right, and you guys can uh, react however you want. Um, apparently, there was a break-in at one of our own here at Fox Sports Radio. Um, it was last Friday night. Uh Friday night. Colin Coward's house was broken into after him and his wife went to dinner, came back. There was a car in the driveway, and um, he happened to walk up to the car, you know, thinking, what the heck's going on here? And a young woman rolls down the window with her dog in the back and starts barking. And uh, he said, why are you here? She said, well, I was just wondering if, this is, if your house is for sale. And uh, at that moment, Colin then called the police. The police were reported to come out. Uh, I don't believe there's been any really story from it. Afterwards, But Colin believes they broke into his house thinking it was Taylor Swift's house. Oh, Because geez. apparently she uh, has a house 10 houses away.
3: <laughs>
2: well, that's a little humble flex in the moment, huh?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't talk about an arrest or anything. Right now, by the way. <laughs> apparently, uh, perpetrators, they tend to park in the driveway when they're robbing her house. And they have a dog in the back of their car barking as well to alert everyone.
2: Huh.
3: Oh, that's um,
2: that's why I got Mr. Sticks. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. By the way, he's getting big. He's 70 pounds. Jesus. or are probably getting big, too, huh? Yeah, they are. Who's picking those up? Uh, My son. <laughs> not me. Of course, not you, huh? <laughs> no. Not yet. At least <laughs> another year. <laughs> yeah. It's trash day, too. What up, Mr. Sticks? Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: oh, oh,
3: oh.